Cookie Lab. Hi, and welcome to Cookie Lab. I'm Jill. And I'm Chris. And Jill, you know what my least favorite holiday cookie is? I do, actually. What? Snickerdoodle. Snickerdoodles. Because I, I think we've, you know, talked in our many 100 plus episodes of Cookie Lab... It's like, why haven't we done a snickerdoodle? And it's, I think, because you don't like it. Yeah. And you know what I made today? Snickerdoodles. (laughs) (laughs) But not just any old snickerdoodle. Because I'm not really interested in the snickerdoodle. I'm always like, eh, it's kind of a plain cookie. I mean, it's got a great name. Disappointing. Great name. Interesting texture. I expect greatness from it. But it usually disappoints. Okay. It's fine. I made eggnog snickerdoodles Ooh, yum. from the new york times recipe mm-hmm. last year's cookie of the week yeah yeah which you turned me on to mm-hmm, and for sure i looked at it and said oh i like eggnog maybe that will help me like my snickerdoodles okay i can't wait to hear how it went i see the snickerdoodles now on the special cookie plate and they look really great they have a bumpy texture and a dusting of something yummy and they look snickerdoodle-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, kind of that pale tan color. First, though, a bit of history. Yes, please. About eggnog. Not snickerdoodles. No, because I still am not a fan <laughs> of the snickerdoodle. <laughs> but I love eggnog. I know you love eggnog. And you know, do, some I people do. don't like eggnog. I don't know what they're thinking. I really I, I, like it. I don't know what the, like, I don't know what the, there's not to like about it. Some people say that it's the store-bought eggnog, which is really more like, like milk nog. Yeah. It's more milk than egg. It has like maybe one egg in it. I mean, Whereas- you can make your own and you can also buy the like decadent farm fresh stuff at the over at our fancy farm market over there. Which tastes just like homemade. So good. Yeah. It's excellent. Well, eggnog originated in the early medieval. Medieval times in britain as posset posset yes a hot milky ale like drink mm-hmm. so it was fermented a bit. i mean everything was fermented back then because they had like germs in the water right exactly yeah so people worry about the germs in the eggs the salmonella people worry about that nowadays too yeah by the 13th century 1200s right yep monks were known to drink a posset with eggs and figs. Yum. So you mash that all up with your mortar and pestle. Mm-hmm. In your monkery. Milk, eggs, and sherry were foods of the wealthy. Okay. So eggnog was often used in toasts to prosperity and good health. And it was, but was it like exclusively sherry. A, a December holiday time thing? Or were people just knocking back eggnog all year round? I'm glad you asked that. It became tied to the holidays when the drinks hopped the pond, as we like to say. Mm-hmm. In the 1700s, American colonies were full of farms and chickens. Mm-hmm. And they had cheap rum. From the triangular trade? It soon became, yes, thank you for that bit of geographic history. It soon became the signature ingredient and it took off. Love it. Yeah, because everything was cheap and available. We have chickens and cows and cheap rum. Let's make a drink. (laughs) That's my kind of colonists. (laughs) 
How about let's make a cookie? George Washington mm-hmm. even had his own famous heavy on the alcohol eggnog recipe, if you know what I mean. Tastes really good with some of Martha's gingerbread from last week. <laughs> yeah, he she'd bring out the gingerbread, he'd bring out the eggnog, and they it was a party. Marquis de Lafayette. Only one problem. Oh. He forgot to record the exact number of eggs to put in. Well, you know, a moderate amount of eggs, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) And cooked in your moderate (laughs) oven from last week. Cooks estimate that his recipe would have used a dozen eggs. Okay. One quart of cream, one quart of milk, one dozen tablespoons of sugar, one pint of rum, a half pint of whiskey, one pint of brandy. Are you thinking what I'm thinking, Chris? (laughs) We gotta try this. (laughs) Wait, is this what you put in your eggnog snickerdoodles? Mix the liquor first, kind of. Then separate yolks and whites of eggs and add sugar to the beaten yolks. Mix well, add milk and cream. Slowly beat and then beat the whites of the eggs until stiff and fold into the mixture. It sounds delicious. It absolutely sounds delicious. Yeah. Let it cool in How a place for several days. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the raw eggs for several days. Sounds good, George. Which, which you know, gets us Maybe to the science. Maybe they pasteurized the eggs. Maybe. gets us to the yeah. science. And we'll save that for after we taste our cookie. I used a traditional snickerdoodle recipe except well maybe i don't know what that is like what what kind of oh what do you want to tell me so even like just the basics of yeah, snickerdoodle so you, you know you use flour and sugar and and butter right uh, what makes it so poofy cream of tartar okay it's a famous snickerdoodle ingredient mm-hmm. cream of tartar tartaric acid mm-hmm. with the baking soda mm-hmm. right next to one another side by side yeah and then you put in an egg. Well, instead of an egg, I used two egg yolks as per the recipe. Okay. So it's going to make it achy or tasting like eggnog. Mm-hmm. And instead of vanilla, I used a tablespoon of rum extract. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Delicious. Fabulous. Made a dough. Did something I've never done before. It said, let it sit at room temperature for 10 minutes oh. to hydrate the dough. Okay. Which was great. Is that not what my sister-in-law, Alyssa, does? I it's don't know. 15 minutes. And I don't know whether it's room temp or in the fridge to hydrate the dough. Yeah. Never heard of that before, but that's a new it's one on Cookie Lab. Yeah. Yeah. It's gluten-free. But you would have done that with regular as oh, well. Oh, oh, that's what the recipe said to do. Yeah. Regardless yeah, of gluten-free. Straightforward. Interesting. Make it into 40 gram balls. Mm-hmm. Roll those in a mixture of granulated sugar and nutmeg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I figured there'd have to be some nutmeg involved. And then bake that puppy. Let's see what it tastes like. Can't wait. Mmm. Let me tell you, I like it, but I want to know what you think because you don't love Snickerdoodle. I mean, I'm not saying I love them, but you seem to. I mm. like. What do you think, Chris? I. <laughs> <laughs> I love the mouthfeel of it. Mm-hmm. It's a nice soft cookie. Um, and I like the extra tang of the rum. I don't think it tastes like a snickerdoodle. It tastes, it tastes kind of like eggnog. It tastes exactly like eggnog. I would totally make these for people for holiday treats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. 
Very creamy. Kind of big. This was a 40 gram ball. Mm-hmm. What would happen if I tried to make them smaller? You just have to bake would them for they less burn? time. Yeah. They bake for about 13 minutes. If I could go back in time, I would mention that my gingerbread cookie recipe from last week, which we did post on our Facebook group, mm-hmm. it says only bake them for five or six minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. I ended up baking them a couple minutes longer, but like less than eight minutes. Wow. Yeah. I should, should have said that last week, but I was so... Moderate oven. Yeah. <laughs> Not even in a super hot oven. Well, these were at 350 and... It said 10 to 13 minutes, and I let them go for 13. Mm-hmm. I could eat a ton of these. Yeah? Yeah. So much better than Snickerdoodles. <laughs> Is, do Snickerdoodles have cinnamon instead? Do you Are you not? Maybe. What's What's the... Di- like? They just offer me nothing. Okay. You needed the rum extract and the extra yolk. These are a little chewier yolk. also. Yeah. yeah, it is chewy. And that I may agree. be... That's very pleasant. That may be a uh, gluten-free. I am the egg yolk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But got that creamy texture and it's really really quite good so salmonella no <laughs> must we <laughs> this is our public service announcement no, you did this already one time <laughs> every holiday season i have to Here's come back your to reminder. Sal- salmonella it's a bacteria that lives <laughs> in the intestinal tract of many animals including birds And here I have an experiment that I don't think I've ever shared before. In a particular experiment, ethanol provided between 90 and 90% reduction in salmonella in 24 hours. What do you mean? We're supposed to put ethanol in our cookie dough? Alcohol. Oh. (laughs) I thought it was like gasoline or something. No, ethyl alcohol. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So George Washington wasn't so stupid after oh, all, was he? Oh no, I never said George Washington was stupid. Let it sit I- for a couple days, George. <laughs> that did seem like a little ill advised. <laughs> but you know, these these colonial types, they knew what they were doing with yeah. their with their fermentation and such. Now we don't let our eggnog sit with the alcohol in it for twenty four hours. We pour it right in and we eat our eggnog. Drink our eggnog. So, you mean because we we make the eggnog? Yeah. When like let's have a cocktail and yeah. then we put in the alcohol and just drink it. Right, exactly. That's that's how everybody does it. Nobody's letting their eggnog sit with alcohol in it for 24 hours. I would agree. So it's not good if you're looking to make and serve your eggnog, particularly since no reduction in the bacteria was seen within the first 60 minutes after adding the alcohol. So it's not like we can convince ourselves that we don't want, that we're okay with the raw eggs in our eggnog that we're drinking as long as we put in our bourbon or whatever, our rum. Right. It doesn't help. No. It's it not d- a germ killing situation in, in the immediate no cocktail reduction. drinking scenario. Yeah. No reduction. No reduction. So don't let anybody tell you that the alcohol kills off the salmonella in your cocktail. I mean, people tell me that all the time, Chris. And <laughs> I'm just going to have to shake my head no. And also... Cream complicates things. That should be a bumper sticker. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Eggnog has a lot of fat in it. And high fat environments like peanut butter 
and chocolate and my tummy and <laughs> and eggnog served to protect salmonella cells. The fat oh, surrounds yeah, it. Yeah. It's even harder to kill it. If you've got a lot of buttercream, peanut yeah. butter or such yeah. Yeah. type things in there. Yeah. All the good things. So the FDA advises consumers to start with a cooked egg base for eggnog. And that's not very hard to do. You just make a, a milk and egg mixture, not your whole eggnog, but just the milk and egg. Don't put the cream in yet. Just heat it up to 160 degrees. I'm not going to do this, Chris. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm gonna eat the raw egg. I'm gonna. You can visit me in the hospital. Well, do you make your own eggnog? I can. But ha- but don't you usually just buy it? Yeah, I buy it at the farm stand. Yeah, that's made with pasteurized eggs. Oh, okay. So you don't have to worry about it. All right. But if you're making your own, heat it. Well, up. what about like a New York sour with the with the white, you know, raw egg? What any foamy cocktail that I would want. This is not cocktail. I will lab. get. We'll, I we'll, will talk to you more about this when I make the New York sour cookies. <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to make next week. <laughs> well, I'm hoping that we further explore the ginger world. Yeah, I do think there's definitely a lot going on there. All right, and uh, we'll see you next week with our healthy eggnog, our or salmonella free eggnog, and ginger, and all the things that will make us good throughout the holiday season. Keep your paws off my salmonella, Chris. <laughs> it's all yours, Jill. Yay. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. It's Cookie Lab.